You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode 137. Want more from Eric Sue? Watch him on Facebook Live every Friday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Interact and ask some questions. Visit facebook.com slash Trainer to be live with Eric. See you there. Hey guys, did you hear my epic podcast about getting unstuck from a health rut? Learn the four powerful ways and download the free cheat sheet handout. It's episode 106, so check it out. And if you find value in it, share it with a friend. Are you a first-time listener? Hey, welcome. My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a long-time listener, we thank you for your continued support. Do us a favor and share this podcast with all your friends because they deserve this amazing content as well. Okay, now on to the good stuff you all have been waiting for. Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a self-made cook and personal trainer. Her name is Julia Burns. We'll be talking about making healthy eating tasty without the guilt. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Julia. Julia, are you ready to make it happen? I am ready and excited. Awesome. After years of floundering in a career she was unhappy with and consistently turning to her love of food and fitness to fulfill her outside of her life in the corporate world, she turned fitness into a career. But in the midst of building her business, she found herself stressed, overworked, and eventually sick. It occurred to her that something was missing. Many things were missing, actually. Like so many people, she wasn't sleeping enough, managing her stress, taking care of her body and mind in a meaningful way. Working long hours, she would come home to an empty kitchen and just a few hours to sleep. Something had to change. So she got back in the kitchen to restore her health through nutrition and a passion for creating something delicious. And thus the Empty Cupboard Club began in October 2013. So Julia, that was a little bit about who you are. Can you share with our audience a little bit more on how you got started? Absolutely. So I was in the midst of building up my personal training career and I was constantly going and I found myself really sick and I couldn't get better as I was exhausted all the time and I was going on very little sleep and I would come home to a very empty kitchen and it just felt like something was missing and I was giving my clients advice all the time about managing their stress and about sleeping and eating and I wasn't doing any of it. And so when I got to this point where I thought something just has to give, the one thing that I could do for myself was to get into the kitchen and cook and kind of start to renew my love of food. And I talked about it so much because I was so happy with it. And I just, it brought me so much joy. So I was talking to a lot of people about it and saying, well, I made this and I made that and it was so good. And one day, a very good friend of mine who was also very pregnant uh, tracked me down on the street when I was out watching the marathon and said, will you please cook for me? I'm working all the time. I'm not eating. My husband is working all the time. He's not eating. Just cook for us and tell us whatever we owe you. And that was literally how it began. It was just something that I felt so passionately about that it seemed to resonate with other people around me. And it has just grown from there, like leaps and bounds. Very good. Excellent. Um, So one of the things that I asked my 
uh, guest, and this is a fun question before we dive into this topic today, is what's one cool or unique fact about yourself? Uh, I think that's something that's kind of cool about me is that like I'm just a totally normal person. And, um, you know, I think when you're a trainer and when you have a business like I do that is always cooking something healthy, uh, you know, people kind of start to, you know, lose sight of like who you are and that you're a normal person. And I actually came from a very corporate environment. I was a landscape architect for a number of years and was working on something completely different. So I was doing a lot of um, environmental design, a lot of urban design, some lakefront stuff. So I I just got to a point with that where I thought, I'm done and I kind of want to make a a shift here and that. But not a lot of people see me as that anymore. So actually I have a a design background um, and a, a very creative background. So I try and bring that into my training and into my cooking as well. Very good. I, I really like that. And um, I think that makes you super unique then. <laughs> but um, <laughs> this is great. I, I um, want to say you probably would be the first person with a degree in architecture that I've uh, had a guess. So very good. So Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, after 100 and some episodes. So not to worry. Um, this is good. Uh, I wanted to dive into this topic that we uh, figured out a few days ago and it's called making healthy eating tasty without the guilt and when we came up with that uh, you had some great ideas and can you share with our audience a little bit more yeah absolutely so my whole thing is you don't have to be perfect you know healthy doesn't equate to perfect and healthy also doesn't equate to boring or tasteless it can be really fun. Um, it can be really, really flavorful. And you can still have those things in your diet that aren't what someone would say are ideal or perfect um, and not feel guilty about it. You know, you can still enjoy your food and enjoy your life and, and use it to not just fill your body, but to kind of fuel you know your soul and to have it bring you joy too. So I, I try and let people know that it is not an all or nothing approach. You know, it, you go one one thing, one day at a time, you know, make the choice that's best for you. And sometimes that is a kale salad and sometimes that's a cupcake. Mm. But it should be much more <laughs> kale salad than cupcakes. Well, well, one of the things that I think yeah. a lot of people that I talk to kind of get confused about what's healthy today and maybe you can give yeah. us a uh, definition from your viewpoint. Yeah, I think it, that's so true. There's a lot of information out there that's just really confusing. Um, there's a lot of conflicting information as to what's healthy. And you know it's kind of always changing. And you just get to a point where you think, well, I don't know what to do. Um, so my motto with food is to always approach it from like, a very fresh and very seasonal standpoint. Um Know your area, know what's in season. That way you get a lot of things for your buck. You get the best taste, you get the best price with it. And you really start to like create those beautiful meals around that. So that's where I always start with it. And then work into my proteins and my mains with that. Um, just to make the majority 
of your foods um, and your meals around whole foods, things that are fresh and, and things that are seasonal, and, and just to find what you like and kind of be adventurous and, and open to new things. Mm-hmm. And and so if it, when we're recording this now, it's in the fall of 2016, and um, what recommendations could you give someone who um, is planning to start a new healthy eating plan or is a little bit tired of what they're currently doing? Um, since we are in fall right now, I'm working with a lot of squashes and working with apples, pears, um, kale, even a little bit of Brussels sprouts right now. So, um, anything like that, that, you know, is going to be really fresh and very ripe right now and just have a ton of flavor. It's always a good place to start. Um, the, and those are all really kind of benign things too. Um, so start really simple with it. You know, nothing has to be, you know, groundbreaking. You don't have to be a world-renowned chef. Mm. You just grab something and you try it. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, try it again or just on to the next thing. Mm. But, you know, the, the stuff that is just fabulous right now um, are all the squashes and, and apples and pears are really awesome right now too. What, what kind of ideas can you share with our audience as far as uh, meals? Uh, you had said something about it doesn't have to be so bland. It, you can make it um, um, more fresh and so forth. Uh, what kind of ideas you, can you share with our audience? Uh, in terms of meals, some of my favorite fall dishes, and these are featured on my menu right now, um, are one of the um, Moroccan turkey stuffed acorn squash. It's really good. It's, it's actually pretty light. It looks very hearty, um, but it's an acorn squash, and I use that as the bowl. It's ground turkey, um, brown rice, or you can use quinoa in there, and then some Moroccan-type seasoning. So I use cinnamon and cumin and garlic and onion and parsley and mix it all together and fill the bowl with that. Um, so that's one of the things that, I'm having a lot of fun with. I'm also starting to do a lot of soups in the fall, which are really easy. Um, so I, I'll do some sweet potato soups. I'll do a carrot and ginger soup. And they're so simple because you can make a big batch of it at one time and just run with it and have it for the week. Uh, you put it on the stove, boil it, and it's basically done. And the other thing that I really like doing with a lot of my meals is to find one thing that I can use over again within that week so that nothing's really going to waste. So if I'm going to do a chicken one night, I might have a plain roast chicken um, with some vegetables. And right now I would do a lot of root vegetables. So I'm doing like leeks and potatoes, carrots, parsnips, that sort of thing, and then save some of that leftover chicken and put it into a dish later in the week. So I would maybe put it into like a pasta or throw it into a soup later and just make life easy on yourself. Hmm. I was going to say that uh, as, you, as you mentioned these meal ideas, that, that um, some people may have a, a hard time. They struggle with coming up with ideas. And then for someone like yourself, ideas or meals come easily. Do you have any suggestions on how people can come up with ideas or do they just, are there categories that people should just uh, focus on? 
Well, one of the things that I do is, and this is funny, but I wait until I'm really hungry and then I start taking meals. But I'm always kind of on in that way where if I'm out to eat, I'm looking at what's on the menu and seeing is there any kind of cool thing that I want to adapt at home or you know try out at home. Um, I think the easiest way for someone who doesn't have a ton of experience in meal planning is to just start with a protein and say, well, I know I want chicken you know, or I know I want a salmon tonight and start building your meal around that. So then mm. the next step is to move on to some of that produce and, and be like, okay, well, I know that the potatoes are really good right now and what can I do with that? And a lot of them, if, if you can't come up with an idea, just hop on the internet and mm-hmm. type in sweet potato recipes. So there's a lot of information out there, and I think a lot of places make it really easy. Um, I do videos of all my recipes and try and post them. Um, and a lot of time, I mean, just make big portions, and you can eat that for a couple of days until you think of something else. And, yeah, I was going to say um, that some of the people that that I know they struggle um, meal planning, and then they they struggle mm-hmm. with the actual uh, cooking side of things because it's like oh got to get everything and then once I have everything I've got to spend time cooking and uh, cooking everything and and I think what you said was uh, cooking in batches or something right yeah yeah that was actually how I first started was I was just cooking really large portions because I I was a single person that was cooking just for one and I thought this is so anticlimactic. I'm putting so much work into this when I really don't even have the time and I don't really have a lot of energy, but you have to eat. So what do you do? And I would go into the kitchen on one day finally, and I would cook enough to last me for about three days. And then I could kind of regroup and and do it again. So that's a way to make it really easy for yourself. And not only just in the kitchen, just to keep yourself out of the kitchen, but it also makes your choosing so much easier during the week so that when you do come home on Tuesday night after work, you already have something there to go. You don't have to go back into the kitchen and you're also not going to be faced with those kind of tough choices or those tempting choices where it's like, do I order a pizza or do I grab, you know, this great fish that I cooked yesterday and mm. eat that and so it really just it kind of cuts down some of the the poor decision making at the end of the day yeah absolutely i think uh i really like yeah. cooking in batches uh, i um, have been making a lot of soups recently butternut squash soup and um, just just good old-fashioned chicken soup with uh, a lot of veggies and it does yeah. last uh several days so um cook once and eat I don't know how many times, but uh, it, that's a great strategy. Yeah. And, and um, you know, there are probably families who are listening to this or parents who are listening to this and they have uh, kids to feed and so forth. Um, would you have any suggestions on how to make healthy eating tasty for kids? You know, that's an interesting one. I think it's such a good time to reach kids, uh, you know, when they are young and start kind of expanding their palates. they I usually start with the menu planning and talk to them about it then and and know that you're going to make something that they like. Um, 
and then I'll kind of disguise some things. You know, I'll, I'll throw vegetables into a sauce or into a soup so that they are getting all of those nutrients, but it's disguised in something that's really flavorful and, and kind of simple and, and kid-like because they just don't have that palate formed mm. yet. So, you know, kind of know what your kid likes and involve them in a little bit of the decision-making um, just to know that what you get and what you make is going to be eaten. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of start slowly introducing things to them, even if you kind of hide it within other food. It's you know it's a good way to start getting them to to eat their vegetables. Yeah, that's always a good idea. Is, is hiding is always good, but letting them know um, afterwards so that they realize that hey, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know you want to be. Uh, I'm sure you want to be open and and honest with your kids for sure but it is it's just like to hide some of those flavors that are more intense but in foods that are really nutrient dense and really good for you it's, you know especially for growing bodies you know it's good to just let them know like yeah that's what you eat yeah 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 <laughs> there it is um if, if there's someone who is like um who's uh 80 vegan and um mm-hmm. have have just um I don't know, um, restrictions or so forth with their eating habits. Um, how can they, how could you help them make things more tasty? Um, you know, there's a lot of, I think really good possibilities when you're on a restricted diet, because you can really start exploring a lot of the spices just because you don't have certain things in your diet. I mean, if you're not having meat, you're not having dairy, that's fine. That's not actually where a lot of the flavor is going to come from. It's going to come from a lot of this, like, fresh produce, um, the fresh spices and herbs, and start exploring that uh, as opposed to, you know, feeling like you are being restricted, you know, because whatever, whatever you choose to do, with your diet, you know, it should be for you and it should make you feel good and it shouldn't make you feel restricted. So open yourself up to some other possibilities and and really start to kind of like play around with flavor profiles and get into the herbs and the spices and, you know, you'll really, you'll start to learn like what works together and, and what doesn't. And because cooking is all just an experiment, you know, you throw a little bit of this in, you throw a little bit of that and, you hope it turns out, and the more you do it, the better you get with it. Hmm. I have to ask you this question, which is, is there something that um, is maybe not so healthy but tasty and, and um, you're still okay with? Uh, you know what? There are a lot of things that I'm okay with, and, and I'm, I'm not one to ever tell anybody to not eat something, especially if it brings them joy. If there is something that is really high in fat, really high in sugar, really high in carbon, you know, stuff that we don't want the majority of our diet to consist of, then I'm definitely going to push, you know, eating in moderation, you know, or, you know, kind of having it at the end of the day when you know that everything else has kind of been in line with your goals and your expectations of yourself. And if you still have room for something that you would consider not as healthy, go ahead and have it. I mean, that's the whole thing where, you know, you really just want to start removing the guilt from eating because it's so counterproductive to what we're trying to do, which is feel good. And if you start to stress every decision that you make, it's going to be really challenging for you to continue to make good decisions and feel like you're doing the right thing for yourself. So 
I, I really can't qualify anything as is bad or good. Um, you know, we kind of want to remove that terminology from our food and from our thinking in terms of, you know, what we're putting into our bodies. And, you know, you definitely want to make decisions that make you feel good and know that you're, you know, getting all of your nutrients, getting all of your macronutrients and micronutrients. But, you know, at the end of the day, one of the things I said when I first came out and said, this is what I'm doing and I have this, this business and it's focusing on food and, you know, I had mentioned that I relied very heavily on cupcakes mm. um, and wine when I was sick. And everyone's response was, there's no way that you eat cupcakes and drink wine. I was like, I absolutely do. Mm. And the thing is, I don't do it every day. I don't even do it every week. But there are times where I can have it and I enjoy it. And it's perfectly fine. And, you know, nothing has fallen apart over here. Right. <laughs> Right, right. You know, and you need those things. You need the things that you enjoy like that. Right. I, I'm so glad you said something about it's not so much if it's bad or good, if, if it's um, benefiting or not benefiting uh, your mm -hmm. your health, right? I think that's that's perhaps the um, more sane way to look at it, right? Because we can go yeah. and, and say this is bad and this is good, but in reality, um, do we want to approach food like that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you just, you really do need to start removing the guilt from it because it is meant to be enjoyed and, you know, our lives are meant to be enjoyed and we're, we should feel good about things. So mm -hmm. that's where we want to have, you know, I feel good. I feel bad, mm -hmm. but we don't want to start qualifying our food as, as good and bad. You right. know? But yeah, you just, you want to look at the benefit of it. And sometimes the benefit is it was good for my soul. Right. You, know, you, you just don't want to go overboard with it. But, yeah, yeah, have a little fun. Um, we're pretty much to the end. We got a, just a few more minutes, Julian. This was a very um, informative. Well, let me ask you this: is uh, a little bit more about your your business that you have. Can you share with our audience a little bit more and what you offer? Yeah. So the business is called the Empty Cupboard Club, and it is a club in the true sense of the form where. You are a member, and a lot of the members know each other, and primarily it is a food delivery system. So there is a menu every week of four meals. Everything is fully cooked and prepared for you. It's packaged and then delivered to you. Um, and then there's this club and kind of educational aspect to it, and there's a lot of camaraderie in it so that you can kind of start incorporating this into your life and making it like a lifestyle change. So that's really what we want to do at the Empty Cover Club is start this conversation around food and start reframing people's views on food and and educate them as to how you approach the store, how you approach the kitchen, how you approach meal planning, and, and it's how you approach food in general. Okay, very good. And how do people get to be a part of this club? Uh, they would go to theemptycoveredclub.com. The menu is always up. There's always something up there, and then and you just slur. So you basically go, and as soon as you sign up, you're in, and we're going to start an online forum so that people can start sharing their experiences and their successes and their challenges there and really start creating a more open conversation um, in a bigger forum. Excellent. Very good. Um, and then... Um just before we get to the other question, which is like, how do people get a hold of you and all your 
or mm-hmm. contact information. Um, would you have any last piece of advice for anyone who um, wants to make their healthy eating more tasty or just wants some more ideas about healthy eating? Yeah, I think my, my biggest pieces of advice for people who are looking to kind of change their eating habits are just, one, be open with it and be adventurous, try new things out, know that you can't mess anything up so bad. And if you do, you know, make yourself a sandwich and start again the next day. Um, but the other thing is just to plan ahead for sure. Um, really think about what you want and and out each step. So I'm I'm really big on being very present in the moment, but there are some things that I will always plan out and my menu is always one of them. So think about what you want and then write out your list, go to the store, make it easy on yourself, be efficient, and then just get it done in the kitchen so you don't have to spend a ton of time in there. Mm. Um, and get the family involved in it too so that you know, it, it becomes something that you can share with everyone and people can get excited about too. Uh, and then the last piece of advice I have is just to know that there's no perfect diet. There isn't one thing that you should or shouldn't do. And you just need to look at what's going to be best for you, what you need that day and take it one thing at a time, one day at a time. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to do, you know, chicken and broccoli every single day to have your meals be healthy. Excellent advice. Very good. I totally agree. And and so finally, what are the ways that people can get in touch with you? So you can contact me through the website. It's theemptycupboardclub.com. Uh, my email is also up there. It is julia at theemptycupboardclub.com. And I also have a Facebook page which is BMT Covered Club, and you can contact me through there as well. Excellent. Very good. Um, we will um, put all those contact links in the show notes so people can find you. Um, mm-hmm. This is very inform- informative, Julia. And I, I know that uh, you're offering some great, great uh, meals on your website, so everyone go check that out. And um, we perhaps may have to do another episode talking about something else. However, for for now, um, we'll definitely uh, put this one in the books, and I appreciate it, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsue.com for full recaps of every show in Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.